Home is our sanctuary, a place where we feel safe and secure. However, the world can be unpredictable and violent. It's not the things that go bump in the night. It's the splintering of wood and breaking of glass we're going to talk about. So get comfortable and let's talk about home defense. Hey, you scallywags. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, A Pirate Talks Guns. I'm your host, John Sello. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Before we get started, I hit a couple of good things today. First off, this is my 25th episode. Also, I got an email today from Feedspot letting me know that I made it into the top 15 gun podcasts on the web. I attribute this to you, my listeners, for putting up with me blathering on and recommending my podcast to your friends. Thank you all. I I truly appreciate it. Now, nobody wants to be ill-prepared or unprepared for a home invasion. Sadly, in a world that has become our new normal, it's something that can happen. Statistically, the odds of you experiencing one are pretty slim. But then again, so are your odds of getting in a gunfight, but you still carry religiously, right? Someone kicking down your door in the middle of the night can possibly happen. Now, throttle back a little. And let's talk about something other than what gun is the best for the crash in the night. In my concealed carry and defensive gun classes, along with teaching how to effectively employ any of the weapon systems, I stress how not to find oneself in a position where they have to. Situational awareness, de-escalation tactics, and just generally avoiding problem areas are just a few of the tactics you can employ so you can practice the mantra, Avoidance is preferable to an armed encounter. If you're thinking, how can my home practice any of this? Well, obviously it can't. Instead, we want to get to where the criminals avoid your home. If your home doesn't look like an easy, attractive target, the bad guys will move on to one that does. Now, before diving into the realm of firearms, it's essential to assess the risks and vulnerabilities specific to your home. You need to consider factors such as the crime rate in your area, the accessibility of your property, and any previous incidents or suspicious activities. Identifying these vulnerabilities will help you devise a comprehensive home defense plan. Now, when you were designing your home or looking to buy one, defense wasn't your top priority. Closet space, floor plan, location, closeness to schools, and other common concerns will lead you to select the home you did. That's what normal people do. Now that you're in your house, maybe security is working its way into your way of thinking. And that's a good thing. I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to reinforce your home. Some will be fairly inexpensive, and some you will have to budget for as the investment may be significant. Let's start with the outside of your house, which will be the first thing a criminal sees as they size it up as a possible target. Begin with your landscaping. Do you have bushes planted around your house, and are they large enough for someone to hide behind as they look into windows to see if there's anything worth stealing inside? And trust me, You don't necessarily need big-ticket items visible for thieves to think that it'll be worthwhile to break in. That's the domain of the professional thief. 
the neighborhood crackhead will break in to steal that $20 bill on your dresser. If you have bushes like that, cut them down to waist height. If they're going to case your house, make them obvious. And pull your shades down when you're not home. Deny them any means of gathering intelligence. If you have outdoor lights on the porch, floodlights, landscaping lights, or whatever, consider making them motion-activated. Criminals don't like lights and will move on to a dark house. If you have a dog, great. doesn't matter what kind it is. If it barks when it hears something, it's done its job. Criminals don't like dogs. If you don't have a dog, make it look like you do. Go to a Salvation Army or Goodwill store and get the biggest pair of used work boots you can find. And while you're there, look for a used dog water bowl. Then go to a pet shop and buy the biggest rawhide bone they have. Give it to a friend that has a big dog and, and let their dog chew on it for a while. Then put the boots, water bowl, for added effect, paint a name like Killer or Satan on it, and rawhide chew on your front porch. For the chef's kiss, get a beware of dog sign and put it on the railing. Now, let's say Senor Crackhead has ignored all of this and comes to kick in your door. You've got it locked and deadbolted, right? The law enforcement saying is that locks keep honest people honest, but criminals see them as a minor inconvenience. Sorry to tell you this, but in my years in law enforcement, I kicked in more doors than I care to remember that were locked and deadbolted. You know how in the movies the police always have a big-ass battering ram that they knock open doors with? I saw one used once. The rest of the time, a well-placed boot was all the open sesame that was required. See, house doors are normally mounted in a wooden frame. It's not the lock and deadbolt you have to defeat, it's the frame. And that is incredibly easy to do. It would be expensive to replace your current doors with a steel door mounted in a steel frame, which, if you can afford it, is the way to go. A more practical approach is to go with a solid core door and have the frame reinforced to accommodate a longer deadbolt. Window bars are another option to consider in preventing unwanted access to your home. They cost money and aren't exactly attractive, but are a cost-effective alternative to reinforced glass windows. They are a great signal to the bad guys that this home takes its security seriously. I want to take a quick minute to tell you about a veteran-owned business right here in South Carolina. Fort Mill Firearms custom modern sporting rifles, the AR platform, they build their guns one at a time, giving you a quality firearm without the Gucci prices. They'll work with you one on one.
best you can. In spite of that, Fentanyl Frankie and Meth Head Mary are jonesing pretty bad and decide your house is the one they're going to kick their way into. It's the middle of the night, you hear the crash and people coming in. So you immediately grab your gun and head out to confront them, right? No. No, you don't. You understand that someone who breaks into a home, especially an occupied one, is particularly dangerous. They don't have the same moral code as we do, nor do they value life like us. You realize that confronting them may have lethal consequences for you and your now unprotected family. You also understand that even though it is your house, you know the layout and you have home field advantage, clearing a house is something best left to professionals who are trained in it. Bear in mind, you're confronting a force of unknown number. You don't know if they're armed or what their intentions are beyond robbing the house. If you go looking for them and have to engage one, well, have you ever fired a gun in an enclosed space with no hearing protection on? As soon as that gun goes off, your sense of hearing leaves you as fast as the bullet leaving the muzzle. Now you're deprived of auditory clues, and you can't hear where or how many others may be in the house. Forget everything you've seen in the movies. You injured or dead and leaving your family vulnerable isn't doing anyone any good. Instead, stick to your family emergency plan. This is fairly simple. At the first sign of trouble, you get everyone into one room and you defend that room. This is where you make your stand. If the bad guys want to trash your house and steal your stuff, let them. It's just stuff. You have insurance. You can get new stuff. Maybe better stuff. But stuff isn't worth being injured or killed for. And don't wait for trouble to happen. Plan this out with your family today. If you're going to use your bedroom as the safe room, put a whistle on your nightstand. And tell everyone if they hear that whistle, they come immediately to your room. No dicking around getting dressed, grabbing phones, or anything like that. Come straight to the room. Once everyone is safe, then you call the police and defend the room. During a home invasion, your ability to communicate with law enforcement can be vital. Establish a safe method of communication, such as a phone or a panic button connected to a security system, to alert the authorities discreetly. Now, this works out great in the event of a fire as well, as you can get accountability for everyone and make your escape. Windows are great for this, especially if they're on the ground floor. For upper floors, they have ladders that you can deploy to get to the ground. Oh yeah, you put window bars on, didn't you? There's a military axiom that reads, Make it too tough for the enemy to get in, and you can't get out. When you got the bars, you did get the kind that can be released from the inside, right? If you have any of the NSA listening devices, sorry, any of the artificial intelligence units like a Google Nest or Amazon Alexa, spend some money and put some of the Wi-Fi controlled outlets on your lamps. Tell the AI to turn on the lights and your house will light up like daytime, encouraging your uninvited guests to leave. While we're on technology, cameras throughout the house that can record and store the footage to the cloud 
can help the police identify home invaders and, should you have to employ lethal force, be presented as evidence. Don't have a setup where the cameras record to a computer in your home. The bad guys may steal the computer. I'm not really a big fan of home security systems. I answered so many false alarms, and especially multiple ones at the same address, that they're hard to take seriously. Unless the system is professionally installed, maintained, properly used, and monitored by a security company, they're just a needless expense. So instead of going cheap and pissing your neighbors off on a regular basis, either get one professionally installed, or just get a couple of a sign saying, this property is protected by alarms, and put them in your yard. Preferably next to the beware of dog signs. And now that you have the casa as secure as you can, and have a plan in place in case the unthinkable happens, it's time to talk about what to use to defend yourself. When it comes to home defense, it's important to understand the different types of firearms available. Handguns, shotguns, and rifles each have their own strengths and considerations. Handguns, for instance, offer maneuverability and ease of use. But remember, you're not going to be mobile. You're going to be safely ensconced in fortress bedroom and defending that. Shotguns provide unparalleled stopping power, but recoil may be an issue. Rifles offer longer range and accuracy, but then again, you're defending a room against home invaders, not a plateau against a horde of Taliban. In high-stress situations, simplicity is key. Choosing a firearm that is easy to handle and operate effectively can be crucial. Consider factors such as grip ergonomics, recoil management, and intuitive controls. Unless you have to fight off the neighborhood bath salt zombies on a regular basis, you're going to be pretty rattled. Now is not the time to have a gun you're unfamiliar with that has complicated controls. Your gun must be reliable and capable of functioning flawlessly when needed. By reputable brands and models known for their reliability and durability, as these qualities can make a significant difference in critical moments. And get one that will stop a threat. Stopping power refers to the ability of a firearm to quickly incapacitate a threat. Consider the caliber, ammunition type, and magazine capacity of the firearm you choose. Strike a balance between stopping power and your ability to control the weapon effectively. The gun you get and the ammunition you use is going to be a personal choice. I, nor anyone else, can tell you exactly what gun to get for your particular needs. If anyone does tell you that you need this little baby here, the Grizzly Slayer 4000 in 900 Extra Death Magnum, take it with a grain of salt. Talking to you, gun counter guy. Do your research, contact knowledgeable instructors, and make your decision accordingly. Know the laws for your jurisdiction. Laws and regulations regarding firearm ownership and self-defense vary by jurisdiction. Familiarize yourself with the laws in your area, ensuring you comply with all the legal requirements. Consult your local authorities or legal professionals for specific guidance. Here in South Carolina, just the act of someone breaking into your home does not justify the use of deadly force. By statute, 
there are three elements that make deadly force justifiable. First, you reasonably believe that you or another person will be killed. Second, you reasonably believe that you or another person will sustain serious physical injury. Third, you believe that you or another person will be the victim of a violent crime. And that is it. So if you confront Calvin Crackhead and he's unarmed and turns to flee, you can't shoot him. You have to be able to articulate the threat that justified your use of deadly force. I'm not an attorney, so I'm not going to get into all the billion scenarios that my CWP students pose in classes. I can tell you what the statute says, period. Some final thoughts for you to chew on. In the event of a home defense situation, interacting with law enforcement requires calmness and cooperation. Follow their instructions carefully. Keep your firearm holstered or secured unless instructed otherwise and provide accurate information about the incident when requested. Remember that each jurisdiction may have different protocols, so familiarize yourself with local procedures. Maintaining proficiency with your chosen firearm requires regular practice. Spend some time at the range to hone your shooting skills, improve accuracy, and build muscle memory. Familiarity with your firearm will instill confidence and ensure that you can handle it safely and effectively. Now, Beyond basic firearm training, consider seeking advanced training opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I, I know you're thinking I'm saying this because I'm an instructor. A- and you're right, I am saying this because I'm an instructor, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to impart knowledge, not sign up students. Advanced courses focus on scenarios specific to home defense, teaching you techniques such as shooting from unconventional positions, managing stress, and making split-second decisions. Muscle memory and stress inoculation are critical components of being prepared to effectively defend yourself. By practicing under realistic and stressful conditions, you can train your body and mind to respond automatically in high-pressure situations. Regular training and exposure to stressors will improve your ability to act swiftly and decisively when it matters most. Even the simple addition of a shot timer to your training regimen will add just that touch of stress. And self-defense extends beyond physical preparation. Developing a mindset for self-defense involves mental preparedness and the ability to make sound decisions under stress. Train yourself to be alert, assertive, and focused while also being aware of the emotional impact that a home invasion can have. Experiencing a home invasion can have a profound emotional impact. It's crucial to be aware of potential psychological effects, such as anxiety, fear, or trauma. Seek support from loved ones, consider counseling or therapy if needed, and engage in self-care practices to aid in your recovery. Defending your home is a paramount responsibility. We've explored the multifaceted aspects of home defense with a focus on using a firearm for self-defense. By assessing risks and taking steps to mitigate them and selecting the right firearm, you can make informed decisions to protect your home and loved ones. Remember to stay up to date with self-defense laws, maintain proficiency through regular training, and prioritize your mental well-being. 
Your home should be a sanctuary, and taking proactive steps to defend it ensures your peace of mind. Well, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, let your friends know about it. Until next time, shoot safe.